Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 676. And it is transparency is the mother of success. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am a revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Freddie Hernandez. Hey, Freddie, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Yeah, yeah. Just uh, pedal to the floor. Let's do this, Mark. Thank you very much for having me on. I'm, I feel I feel honored. Thank you. You know, we've been trying to get on for the longest time, and it just hasn't worked out, but <laughs> here we are today. You're a busy guy. You're, you're restoring some pretty cool stuff, so I understand completely. It's a, a great honor to talk to you. Thank you. Freddie Hernandez and his wife, Charlene, are the owners of Vintage Sports Car Restorations in Phoenix, Oregon. There, he crafts high-quality restorations of vintage Porsches. His focus is to provide his clients with accurate and high-quality work, bringing their cars back to original condition, and most of the time, way better than original condition. He does tear-down, bodywork, paint, interior, suspension, engine restoration, and then rebuilding of vintage Porsche 911s. Freddie's customers come from all around the world to have their Porsches restored by him, and he's restored cars from as far away as the Philippines, Guadalajara, and across the United States. So, Freddie, I've told our listeners just a little tiny bit about you and your business. Would you share a little bit more and talk a little bit about your passion for automobiles? Wow. That's, uh, you know, uh, automobiles have been part of my life like you know, like friendships, you know, they've always been around. Mm-hmm. I was exposed at a very, very young age to cars. You know, growing up in a farm, <laughs> my love started first with tractors, believe it or not. And then it, <laughs> it, and then it moved on to the trucks. Yep. And then from trucks, uh, it went on to Porsches, you know, with a jump, right? That is a jump. But, yeah. Porsche did make tractors. So, uh, you know, there's a little tie in there. <laughs> hey, there you go. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that one, but, but this is true. Maybe... There was something there. I just didn't know it. Yeah. Maybe someday you can restore a a Porsche tractor, too. That would be kind of fun. But tell us, uh, before we get into the questions here, what kind of pulled you into this business of restoring old Porsches? A lot of it had to do with with my educators at a very young age in high school. Mm -hmm. You know, I was very, very fortunate to have some, some educators and mentors, if you will, that had passion for cars whether it be a Volkswagen that we were doing or whether it be a Ford. It didn't really matter. It was on four wheels. They had a passion for it. So I think that's where where it started. And being an enthusiast of the car, I feel like, to me, it's just more than just transporting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, from getting A to B, it's it's more about a lifestyle. Especially Porsches. I mean, they have kind of a, a cult following, if you will, and especially the old vintage Porsches. And as their values increase and people look at them as much more than a way to get around, although I think I like to think Porsche owners like to actually drive their cars and use them a little more. The kind of restorations you do, oh my gosh, I mean, these are uh, top-level, top-notch, serious deals. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Mark. You know, I did my first one when I was 18 years old. I did a 356 for a counselor of mine. Yeah. And so I caught the bug very early in life, you know, to to restore. And then at that age, 
you know, at 18, you read, you read, and you soak everything in, right? And then what you read, you want to replay it and put it into, into works. And that's what I was doing. I was, I couldn't get enough reading. I couldn't get enough about Portia. So at a very young age, at 18, after I did my first one, I just kept going. You certainly did. Well, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote or a mantra, something that has some meaning to you in life. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Freddie, take the wheel. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's been very simple for me. I could sum it up in four words, and it is transparency is the mother of success. Mm. That's been my I am all because in this line of work, for example, in the Porsche, you want people to know that you're not a body shop. Every car that I've restored, I've had a, a great relationship with the owners. Mm-hmm. And so it's not only about the car, it's about having a connection with people. And I think I've considered myself a, a people person all my life. And I think if, if I lay things on the table and be very transparent with people, mm. what we're doing to the car how long it's taken to do the car and have them be be part of the restoration as we go. To me, that's been the key or success, I think, for my, or one of the things that have been uh, part of the success of my business, definitely transparency. Oh, gosh, that communication is so key. And I've had many people on the show that are builders, restorers, fabricators, people that do work like that. And they've all told me the same thing is that many of the clients they work with came from other shops where that transparency and that communication was not clear. And people would go back to the shop, their customers would come back to the shop and say, well, how come the car's not further along? Or why is it costing so much more? And nothing is ever really communicated clearly. And people aren't, you're right, transparent. And all of a sudden, the relationship disintegrates and just like a marriage, you've got to be honest and open and forthright and transparent. Otherwise, try to hide things. You try to uh, hide behind things. It doesn't work, does it? No. Oh, no, that doesn't work at all. I think your, I think your analogy, you know, with, with the marriage thing is, is dead <laughs> on there, Mark. I mean, you, could have, that's, you hit it right on the nose there. Well, you've been married for a long time, and your wife is your business partner. I've been married for 33 years, so... uh yeah, as my grandfather told me when I got married, it's easy to have a great marriage. Just do everything she says. <laughs> of course, my grandmother jabbed him in the ribs when he said that and said, don't lie to the boy, Bill. At any rate, I think there's some truth behind that. Well, let's go back in time. You talked about growing up on a farm, driving tractors and trucks, and then making a leap into Porsches. But is there a story that instigated your passion for cars? Is there a pivotal moment as you remember it when you realized you were a car guy? I think, you know, I think I've mentioned it. I touched on it briefly about my mentors in high school. And I remember being, I must have been a sophomore. And all my elective classes were doing really good. But I was always drawn to more of the vocational types of, of courses. And I remember one year, there was going to be a car show. And my first car was like a, I remember it was a 76 Grand Prix Pontiac, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I thought to myself, you know what, I, I could probably... You know, I could fix this thing and, and, and go to this car show, and uh, a lot of the cars that were going to be there were from other high schools in the area. And so I said, "Hey, let's let's do this." And and will you believe I took first place? Cool. I restored that car, painted it, and showed it, and and I got like eight hundred dollar gift certificate to uh, <laughs> all right to yeah to a store to buy tools. And that was the moment where I said, "You know what? This is good. I, yeah. If I got paid for this." <laughs> 
<laughs> if I got paid for doing something that I really enjoy, that would be just great. You well, know? that's the secret sauce of life is figuring out what your passion is and then finding a way to get paid to do it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, what a fun, uh, a fun experience. Absolutely. Well, what I want to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down. You've been an entrepreneur. That is fraught with ups and downs, huge challenges. So I'd love for you to share one of those big challenges with us or even a big failure that you faced along the way. But of course, more importantly, uh, walk us through how you overcame that situation and tell us how that experience helped you gain even more momentum in your career and your business. Wow. Um, you know, generally, in, in, generally with me, what I've learned at, at my age and going through, through life and business is is you really have to have a thick skin, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you always have to expect the unexpected in life. You know, uh -huh. um, I know when I started this business, I told myself that nothing was going to hold me back from succeeding. And my wife has been the same way. We've always thought of things in a very positive and moving forward type of attitude. And that has helped us. I remember, I'll, I'll let you into the little story here. You know, I was working, um, when I started my business, I, I knocked the back wall out of my garage. And um, my wife came home and said, Where, where's the wall? I said, well, <laughs> what gonna, are you doing to the house? What are you doing to the house? I said, well, I'm, I'm going to have a shop. I have some I have some, some dreams. I have a, a, a plan, an idea here. I have there. a dream, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyways, I, I made a little shop in the back, and that's kind of where I started. And um I got a call from a gentleman who wanted some Porsches done, and I started doing uh, one of his cars, and he brought me a second car, then a third car. And, and after a while, I noticed that he was kind of using me for to run his own business. You oh, know? you were like a uh, a subcontractor. Yeah, I was like a subcontractor. I, I didn't like that. You know, I caught on to that after a little bit, you know, with my wife and I discussing about things. Well, anyways, what we're now having is um, he tried to sue me. What? You know, uh, yeah, he came around and uh, he was into me for like 10 grand. And uh, when I asked for a payment, uh, that's when things went bad. And so, yeah, to make things worse, this was right when my mom was, was battling cancer. And it was a very, very dark moment for me in life. But, you know, as bad as it got, I always have faith. You know, I'm a, I'm a big believer in the creator. And I feel that a lot of my success has been because of that and the attitude that I've learned from, uh, you know, from, from reading, for example, the scriptures and stuff. But what I learned was that you have to overcome those types of things with a positive attitude. If you're going to succeed, you have to persevere. You have to have faith in that, that, that you can do it. And I learned that as much as you try to read people, you know, at the, at the end, you really can't. You have to let time, and only time tells you what people are like. You know, it reveals it reveals everything. You don't have to guess. I mean, on, on this situation, I, I learned from it. You know, I learned to pick and choose who my clients were. And it taught me that, amongst other things I said, is you can't jump hurdles. You got to go through them. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you, know, you do, yeah. You, yeah, yeah. You know, you have to go through them. If you can't jump them, then you got to go through them. And, and those were one of those times in my life where I had to display that. You know, you just have to hang on and, and move on to your next client. And, and um, so, yeah, Mark, that's very few people know this story, but, but there you have it. Well, tough times for sure. Oh, my gosh, going through a family crisis like that and then having a client kind of uh, be a little, a little or a lot shady and then uh, 
disrupt your cash flow and cause problems and sue you. I mean, all these different things. I can't even imagine, but you're right. You learn those lessons, very difficult lessons. And as long as you remember them and set some rules and goals going forward, you make sure you don't run into those hurdles again. Yeah, no, no, this is true. You know, it's, it's, uh, that's the way life is, Mark, right? Yep. That's the way it is. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it is a challenge. That's for sure. Many, many times when you're in business, well, let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call a career aha moment. It's one of those times when you kind of go, you know what? This is a new path I should go down. This is a new direction I should take in my business. And tell us the steps you took to turn your aha moment into a success. There's a lot of those, Mark. I think if I had to choose one, though, I go back to when I started wrenching as a Porsche mechanic. I had been in the education field for a while. I took a break from cars and I went into the educational field and uh, and then decided it wasn't for me. And then I decided, well, you know, let, let me, I know a little bit about Porsches. I know a little bit about wrenching. And I got a, I got a job at, uh, in Lafayette, California with an independent Porsche shop. And there I learned wrenching from a person who had been in it for over 45 years. So I had a great instructor. I had a great teacher there. And it was during this time I bought a Porsche and I painted it. It was it was a sepia brown. I didn't like sepia brown and I gutted the whole thing and I and I sprayed it and painted it uh guards red. <laughs> oh yeah, classic. Right? A classic. Every kid's dream. I'm going to have a, a, a red Porsche. This was my opportunity. My first Porsche was a 74 Guards Red S. Yep. There you go. So anyways, I, I restored it while I was wrenching. And when I, when I got it all done, I would drive it to work and I would park it in front of the shop. And people would stop by and say, hey, um, who's the owner of that car? I said, well, that's, that's my car right there. Wow, who, who painted it? Who did the work? And I said, I did the work. Oh, you know, it's, it looks great. And, you know, I was so grateful that people were noticing my work. And so I, I had enough of those come in. You know, I had enough of those people. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had enough you're of going those. with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, pool, the pool got larger. And uh, once I had enough of them, I said, you know, I'm going to go out on my own. That was kind of like, aha, I think I, think I can, I'm going to make a business out of this now. And that was that was that moment, you know. I, I left wrenching, and I had four cars to do. You know, as soon as I left, and that's that's when I knocked the back side of my garage wall out. And hung your shingle up and went to work. You know, it's pretty cool, and I think it was brilliant of you to uh, put your work right out there in front of the window, if you will, where people that uh, have affinity to Porsches would drive by or drive up or, you know, use that facility to fix their cars and kind of have it be a little bit of a billboard for yourself. So I think that was a really great idea. It's a great takeaway I got from this is uh, if you do something really well, get out there and show it to people. Go to car shows like you did in the first show you went to. Show people what you're doing. Go to cars and coffees. Talk to people. Do social media postings. You know, when people start seeing what you can do, then that's when the work starts coming in. So nice job, Freddie. Nice job. How about proudest career moments? I would assume you've had many because you've made so many customers so happy with the work you do. But is there one that stands out for you? There is. There is. Um, you know, I built, I found a 1966 911 in uh, San Ramon, California one day. And uh, I bought the car, and my intention was not to sell it, just to restore it for my wife and I. And I did. And along came this gentleman from Paris. He called me one day and found out that that I was restoring, and he said he had to have my car. And you know, it was it was one of those moments where, like, you know, this is 
this guy real? Why, why, why is he calling me from across the world, right? And, and uh, why my car? There's a lot of other cars out there. So he, he kept going with it. And uh, finally, I told him, you know, I, I'll sell it to you. And one of the things he said, and this was a deciding factor for me when I, when I sold him this car, he said, you know, he says, Freddie, I've had this dream to buy a Porsche, get it restored, and drive it up and down the coast of California. Ah, yes. <laughs> we all had that dream. You know, and I said, wow, this guy, this guy's for real. And I said, okay, all right, I'm going to make that dream come true. And so I restored it and I sold it to him. And when he drove up, uh, we, we met in uh, Sausalito. And when he, the first time when he saw that car, his smile, his reaction, you know, that, that to me was probably one of the proudest moments I've had in my business. Just, just to see this gentleman just be so happy and to be able to give him the car so him and his girlfriend could drive up to Yosemite and drive up and down the coast. And he still drives it. He, you know, the car's out in Geneva somewhere, Switzerland, and he drives it up through Paris. <laughs> Isn't that and cool to think he, I that, get emails. Yeah, to yeah. Think that a car you, you built is now across the world and driving through the Alps. <laughs> yeah, and, and being enjoyed, and being yes. enjoyed, and his dream come true. I mean, how many people can say, you know, I've made this person's dream come true? Right. Oh, yeah. Well, you, you do. Know. Yeah, yeah, you do. Absolutely. So I think that's... That's probably, that's it right there, Mark. That, that's, that's, that's a good one. That's the pinnacle. That's <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good one. Yeah, absolutely. No, it, it is uh, It is pretty special when you can help make people's dreams come, come true, and you certainly do that. Let's have a little bit of fun. You talked about that car that you won that award with, but what was your first really special car? That car you finally got, or maybe the first car you restored for yourself that you really went, oh man, this is what I've always wanted, and maybe share a memory you have with that vehicle. I think um, you're going to laugh at this. <laughs> okay. You're going to laugh at this, Mark. When I was a freshman in, in high school, my dad had a, a 1937 international truck. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was this huge. It was, uh, I think it was this huge old dually international truck, and it was just sitting out there in the farm. And I needed a project to work on if I was going to take welding and mechanics classes in school. And I told my dad, Dad, I want to, you know, I'd like for you to buy me a car that I can work on. He says, well, there it is out there. Why don't you work on that truck? I thought to myself, well, all the kids are going to laugh when I drive this thing <laughs> in and, and see that this is my, my high school project here. And I drove, <laughs> I remember driving the truck to high school that day. I was so embarrassed. Mark. I was like, geez, my dad does this to me. Why is he doing this to me? But you do. know, the, the, the passion, the passion that I had to have it to get it done overcame all of that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so I painted the truck. It was red with black fenders. Oh, classic. Yeah. And to me, it's not a special car, but it was my car. It was the first car that was going to open the field up to me into the restoration field. Blood, sweat, and tears poured into that thing. It sure did. And that was a great memory for me. Believe it or not, the truck still exists. Oh, cool. Yes, the truck still exists to this day. It wasn't a special car, like I said. It wasn't a Ferrari. It wasn't a Porsche. It was, to me, it was my first truck that I could wrench on. A labor of love. Absolutely. (laughs) Very cool. Well, how about seller's remorse? Is there a vehicle you've let go that you really wish you had back? Yeah. Yeah. I found um, found a 1967 911S. Oh. I found it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it still hurts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It still hurts, Mark. I I had a 72S that I let go. It still hurts. Yep. 
Okay, so one day I'm, check this story out, Mark. One day I'm, I'm looking at uh, this huge storage yard, and I thought I saw what was like a 55 GMC three-window cab, and I thought, you know, that's like my old, that's like my dad's old truck. And so I, I jumped the fence, and as I was going to, to see this truck, I saw something, a silhouette of a Porsche, because it was covered in plastic tarp. And I went and I uncovered it, and there it was. I couldn't believe it. I, I looked at the inside. It was all beat up, of course, but it was all there. And so I bought the car, and uh, I restored the car, and the car sold to a gentleman in Dubai. Oh, wow. Yeah, he, he, he was a, a young, very wealthy uh, young man, and he had to have the car. And um, at the time, you know, I was going to use the money to expand my business, further my business. Of you know, course. I thought it was a great investment. Yeah. And so I did that. And, <laughs> and a week after I did it, I said, why did I do it? It was that <laughs> one. And that's been the only car, Mark. That's been the only oh, car. Wow. Well, that's saying something. Yeah. Yeah. That's been the only car where I thought, you know, I wish I could have that back. You know, well, and, and you never know. You know, life's funny. It may it may come around, and I may have it back some. Well, maybe, you know? or there'll be another tarp to pull back and find another treasure underneath it. It seems like that they're being found all the time, and of course, these days with the values of those cars just keep escalating, escalating. You know, uh, more and more people are willing to put the money into restoring them. So, uh, yeah, I think something like that will come back. So, don't worry. It'll come back. It'll come back. Now, how about today and tomorrow? Now, I follow you on Facebook, so I get the, the joy of looking at some of these projects you're, you're building and restoring, beautiful, beautiful cars. What are you working on right now that has you really excited and fired up? I'm building uh, one of one. Oh. It's called a, it's a 1974 that we're customizing and building it to be a modern modernized hot rod. And we've called the project, the car's called Rector. 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 Okay. And it's a it's a one-off build with a 3.8. Going to have a lot of special features that, that I'm putting into this car. Things that you normally wouldn't see on a 911, like the design of the, for example, the design of the engine lid. You know, I built that lid specifically for that car, and it's the only lid around. You know, the flares on the car are special to the car going to have a lot of neat features it's going to be um i don't want to tell you a whole lot about it but but we're going to sema we're going to see oh it's it, a sema build nice it's a sema build so eventually it's going to get out there i don't i don't say a whole lot about it because the owner you know still wants to keep although you know what it's it's, it's been posted it's probably on the Porsche forums now so it's not a big secret but but i think that car has me really in yeah it sounds like it yeah, very, very. But, you know, but all my cars are, I get enthused about. They're all your children. It's to, <laughs> yeah, it's, you know. I'm, I understand. You know, we're getting ready to deliver a car to Seattle. I'm going to deliver it to Seattle tomorrow. Oh, really? You know? Oh, good. Yeah. Well, you know, on your way up, just pull over at Greg Harbor, and uh, we'll take it for a drive. Make sure shake it down a little bit. Make sure it's running okay <laughs> before we deliver that thing. Although with the snow, it's snowing right now as we sit here and no, record thanks. this. Yeah, maybe not a good idea to take a brand new, freshly restored card out on a rainy, snowy no, road. No, Probably no, not no, a good no. idea. Sounds fantastic. Well, here's a very introspective question for you, Freddie. If you were a car, what kind of car would Freddie be and why? Oh, my. Um, I think I'd be a BMW. Okay. All right. Well, I did, I'm <laughs> surprised at that answer. Why Why a BMW? I know. I know, I know you probably... Uh, <laughs> 
Well, see, the, B, the BMW is the car that has a lot of very neat features other than being a BMW, the brand. But I think it's a car that, that gives you comfort. You know, when you sit in that car, you have comfort. And when you want speed, you have all the speed you want. It's very well optioned. It's so Freddie well is very well optioned. <laughs> That's pretty clever. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a BMW fan. I've owned and drive BMWs. I have an M3 today, so I really like BMWs. Porsche is is a whole different beast than the BMW. Yes. If I'm going to take a car to the track, it's going to be my 911. Right. If I'm going to drive from here down to go see you, Mark, up north, and I want a little bit of comfort and speed, I'm going to take the BMW. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? I think that makes sense. Okay, I'll buy that. <laughs> okay, you're with me? <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you, Freddie. Well, up next is the last lap, but before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. I'll never worry again about having a dead battery with my NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that'll jumpstart a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. The Genius Boost features built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart any of my vehicles. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are built from solid copper for maximum conductivity. There's a built-in ultrabite dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS and emergency strobe. I use my Genius Boost jump starter to charge my phone, tablet, and laptop while I'm on the road or if the power goes out in my home. The unit itself is easily rechargeable in my vehicle. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, the battery car source since 1914. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people. But what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimball.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Okay, Freddie, we are back, and we're entering the last lap, and I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? I had a 75-year-old man told me once, he said, he says, if you want to keep, be successful in life and in business, he says, you got to kiss it. I was like, what are you talking about, kiss it? He says, yeah, he says, you got to keep it simple, stupid. Oh, kiss, yes. It, yeah, and I never forgot that expression, you know. Yeah, I love I that forgot one. This. I said, now, this is a wise man here telling me, you know, he's lived 75 years old. He's been very successful all his life. He's got a great family. He's done everything he's wanted. I think he knows a little bit about life, right? So I think I think that was... You know, I practice that to this very day. My business, I could I could grow it twice as big, but why? Yeah, exactly. No, Kiss, I like yeah. that one. That's a good one. How about personal habits? Do you have one you could share that you believe has helped contribute to your success? I think honesty. 
uh, just being very honest with people, being yourself, letting people know who, who you really are, and, you know, treating people fairly. You know, my wife tells me that. He says, Ray, you, you really give yourself to people. And I think that's contributed a lot to my success. You know, when, when, when I feel somebody likes me, I can, and I like them, and, and it's, it's, the communication is very open, I think that always leads to something very good. I like you, Freddie. I can tell you're a good guy. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you should see me. You should see. You should be with me in the mornings when I get up. Well, I'll, next time I'll bring a big cup of coffee, so <laughs> calm you down a little bit. Do you have a resource that you'd like to share with our listeners? You think is really great? You can always go to my Facebook page. There I, you go. You know, I go to my you know vintage sports car restorations. You know, people can see what I'm about and. Um, that, that's a good resource. Uh, you know, I've never built a website. I just never had the the desire to do it. And so, you know, I started my business posting what I do on Porsche forums and, you know, people have come around, but, but I'm getting to it. I'm going to work on a, on a, on a, I promise <laughs> on a website. <laughs> this, this coming year is my goal. There you go. And that's a nice goal to have. Now, how about a book? Is there a book you've read that you think the Cars Yow listeners would enjoy reading? My book, is the is the scriptures the Bible? Mm, okay, great. That's that's the you know that's the book that I wake up in the morning and I read a chapter of it mm-hmm. every morning. Nice. You know, I, I don't consider myself a religious person per se, but I am a spiritual person. You know, and that intertwines in my interactions in business and life. You know, I'm it has helped me to keep things balanced in life. My my physical, my emotional, my spiritual, my 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 work. That book has helped me to maintain that even kilt. Now, I've read it through uh, several times, So, but is it the ultimate book that you can learn from? There's other books you can learn from as well. You know, if, if, there, if there was a, a particular car book, I wouldn't be able to say, you know, this is the book. Oh, right? gosh, yeah, there's a lot of them out there for sure. You know, because you can, you can read all the books and have all the knowledge that you want, but if you don't have the right attitude... You know, if if you don't pick the right attitude up, you know, with with how you treat people, you're not successful. Attitude is key. I just wrote about that last week on my blog and is very, very important. Well, listeners, you can find links to all these great resources that Freddie has shared on his very own show notes page at the Cars yeah website at carsyeah.com slash Freddie Hernandez. There's another great place on the Cars yeah website called Guest Recommended Books where of course, the Bible is listed there and all the great books listed by my past 675 guests here at Cars. Yeah, there's probably over a thousand books listed there. It's a great wow. resource. Yeah, it's an amazing resource. Quick, easy clicks to buy. I made it real easy for you. So uh, check it out at CarsYeah.com under the resources tab. So, Freddie, if there was one person in the world, past or present, living or past life, that you could sit down and have a drink with, it's an automotive-related person, somebody from the automotive industry. Who would it be? Ooh, wow. Is that a good one? That is good. You just stumped me. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good one, Mark. I'm, I'm stumped. I mean, I, you, you realize how many people out there that I admire for the work that they do, the kind of work that they do? It's, yeah. It's just a, so many people yeah. that um, that have been car, car buffs mm-hmm. and that I've looked up to and, but I guess if I, let's see, you know, Mr. Shelby, Carol Shelby. Yes. 
Yeah, Kara Shelby always strikes me as a person that was so passionate about cars that he and, and he made a living out of it, and probably you know that that he was so successful and did so many things around the arena of cars. I mean, I think I think the the guy's done it all, Mark. He's done it all. You know, and he's a, he's a legend in the car industry, and I think I'd I'd like to sit down and and um, you know pour him a glass of of wine, of some good wine, and or or you know a good beer, or some tequila. <laughs> there you go, yeah. And, and shoot away, shoot away, and try to get into his mind of of how you know what made him so so successful, and tell me some stories, you know, just like kind of like what you and I are doing here. Uh, but I think I think that that's the man. Yeah, I pick, you picked a good one, Carol Mr. Shelby. Shelby yeah. Mr. Shelby, well, thanks for uh, thanks for going there with that. This is the the first time I've asked a guest after all these guests. This is a new question here on Cars. Yeah, so um, you did really well. Thank you for that. Sure, well, thanks, Mark. All right, we are up to the checkered flag, and this last question, Freddie, can be a real doozy. If you could have only one cool collector car in your garage, money's no object. I'm going to buy you whatever car you'd like that exists on the planet. But you got to keep it. You can't sell it and buy a bunch of other toys. So if you pick the GTO and then you buy a bunch of Porsches with the money, that's not going to work. you got to keep this car, and I want you to drive it and enjoy it. What would yeah. that vehicle be and why? Hmm. It would be a, a 1973 911 RS, a true RS, a true, true RS. Oh, RS. wow. You picked the holy grail there. Yeah, that, that thing would excite me. That That car right there... You know, I I'd be happy with that car. I'd, I'd shut everything down and, and be happy <laughs> and drive that thing across the world. You know, yeah. But it, yeah. it represent to me the car represents what Porsche is really all about: agility, speed, and and the great looks and the great lines of that car. You know, yeah, they're you know it's iconic. The 911 silhouette's very iconic, but this car is special. Yeah, it's uh. Have you uh, restored an RS before? No, I haven't. Not yet. Okay. Well, I'm sure there's one coming in your future someday, but, uh, well, but I've been asked, I have been asked, yeah, you know, okay. and it just hasn't come together, but I'm waiting for that, that one person to call me. Yeah, I'll bet. Wow. Well, you did pick the Holy Grail of, uh, early 9-11s. That's for sure. And got a regular listener out there, a good friend of mine, Bill, who has one. It's been on the lawn at Pebble Beach. So he's smiling right now. He got that dream, car. <laughs> got that dream car back before it went completely ape crazy in prices. So he was very, wise in his purchase but uh yeah the rs and you know i had a chance to buy one so many years ago and it was very expensive for at the time now i look back and think oh my gosh i missed that so bad and you know what mark it's a very excuse me you know i have to interject you know say something is that it's a car it's a very simple car really oh yeah if you really think about that mark it's it it's so simple but it does so much to people yeah, it is. It's so special. It's road track. I mean, it, it kind of does it all. It's kind of like choosing a 250 short wheelbase Ferrari or a GTO, street car, race you car. Go. You know, I mean, you can drive it for both and enjoy it. Drive it to the track, have fun. So very nice. What color would you like yours to be? I think I would uh, I would go with a tangerine. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. That's one of my favorite tangerine. Porsche colors. So I know you just recently yeah. painted a car in tangerine, right? Yeah, I did. I, 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 yeah, I did it. Actually, I got two more to do in Tangerine. Go oh, figure. nice, nice. Well, I love that color. Well, Freddie, you've taken me on an awesome ride today. I knew you would, and I've really enjoyed getting to know you better. And I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with the Cars Yeah listeners. Could you offer us one parting piece of guidance before you head off into the mountains in your seventy three nine eleven RS? <laughs> nice thought, huh? Yeah, that is, Mark. That that truly is. 
Yeah, you know, I think I think um, keep life in the balance. That's that's key for me. Stay balanced in life. Uh, pursue that dream, and don't let nothing hold you back from that. You know, uh, like I said, you know, either jump the hurdle or go through it, but get get across it. There's always been, you know, I've always listened listen to people who know. <laughs> yes. You know, take take the advice of people who have been there, have done it, and been successful. If you keep that kind of people, if you keep those around you in, in your life, you're going to be successful. They know they know things. They've done things. And I think if, if you surround yourself with, with good people, good things come to you. We are the culmination of the people we surround ourselves with. That's why Mama was yeah. so smart. Hang out with good people. Don't hang out with the bad seeds. So <laughs> she was, yeah, she was exactly, the wise one for know? sure. You want to be successful? Hang out with successful people. Yeah, people it's that uh, that are better and smarter and wiser than you. You learn from them. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you? Is it following you on your Facebook page? Yeah, or call okay. me. Yeah, or, or stop by the shop. Well, even better. Yeah, that sounds like a fun thing to do. I'm right off of Highway Five here, just uh, just north of Ashland, and um, I always enjoy. You know, I love to talk about what I do. So <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> just come on over. Just don't all come over at once. Yeah, just not all at once. Let him know you're about to arrive. Well, listeners, again, you can find links to everything that Freddie's been so kind to share on his very own show notes page here at carsyacom slash Freddie Hernandez. You can find links and everything that he shared right on his show notes page. Freddie, thanks for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and the listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you, Mark, and thanks for your patience here during this half hour and uh, greetings to everybody. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.